This podcast is dedicated for Rufua Shalema, for Chava Bat Shifra Hinda. Rabbi Baruch Shalom Ashlag, the firstborn son of Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag, had the special quality of being able to take the very high teachings of his revered father and translate them into guidance for our inner work of serving God. In this letter, which he wrote on the fourth day of Hanukkah, 1958, he looks at the Hanukkah candle as a metaphor for the components we require in our service of God. This is what he writes. I send you my blessing for the Hanukkah festival. May it be God's will that we merit to feel the light of Hanukkah in our heart. And through that light, may our eyes be enlightened and our hearts gladdened. I will write to you the content of what I spoke regarding Hanukkah. It is known that candles cannot give out light unless they have three components present. One, the vessel for holding the oil. Two, the oil itself. And three, the wick. Only when all these three components are gathered together is it possible to have the reality of enjoying the light of the candle. We can examine these three components of the candle in the context of our inner work and service. The vessel into which we put both the oil and the wick is the body and is called the candle. In our language of the work of Kabbalah, the term body refers to the ego or the will to receive oneself alone. It is our labour in the Torah and the mitzvot that provides the wick. How does this come about? According to our understanding, we tend to feel that the Holy Blessed One should conduct the world differently and in such a way that the measure of his goodness, may he be blessed, should be openly manifest before every single person. The fact that God's providence is contrary to our understanding is called ptila, from the Hebrew word ptaltul, meaning crooked. In other words, we are suffering from crooked thoughts. Such thoughts regarding God's providence as not being good are crooked thoughts, thoughts which mislead us, taking us on a crooked way. For the truth is in fact that God conducts himself with his created beings from the inner meaning that he is good and does good in all things. And therefore we have a mighty labour to overcome the contradiction between our experiences of the body that pertain to the ego and our belief which pertains to the soul. These hindrances in our inner work occur because it's not revealed to us that the divine providence operates according to the modality that God is good and does good. The clarity and awakening which brings us to long for the Torah and for the service of God and to feel the sweetness and pleasantness in the Torah and in his service, is designated as the oil. Only when all three components are together, that is, the body, which is the will to receive, the labour in Torah and mitzvot, which is the wick, and the clarity and awakening for the Torah, which is the oil, only then can we enjoy the light of the candle. Rabbi Avraham Mordechai Gottlieb, in considering this statement, wrote the following. 
It appears that Rabbi Baruch Ashlag considers that even our negative and wrong thoughts are a necessary component for attaining the light of Torah, for they form part of the wick. How can this be? But, in this case, our labour in the service of God begins with a self-accounting. When we've become aware of our wrong thoughts, we feel ashamed and we think, how could I have thought such thoughts regarding the Holy Blessed One? And we feel sad over this, that we thought such wrong thoughts, and we don't want to think such thoughts anymore towards the Creator. At this point, through God's grace, we feel how we urgently need the clarity and illumination of faith so that we can receive from the Torah. For it is the light of the Torah that illuminates our heart, bringing us back to the good way, which will help us overcome such thoughts. In this way, we can see that just as the light is held by the wick in the physical world, likewise in spirituality, the light of Torah is held by the labour that is involved in overcoming our negative thoughts. And the light of the Torah is the oil. Rabbi Ashlag continues, When the will to receive is actually taken up with the labour in overcoming these negative thoughts and the clarity which we get through the wisdom of the Torah brings us to faith in God and his goodness, then we merit to attain the light of God, which is attained both through our work in overcoming our negative thoughts and through our faith in God's providence. But when all the oil and the wick are used up, there's nothing more to give light, and therefore darkness returns. Likewise, when our current labour is finished, and the clarity that we gained is also finished, then we are no longer able to hold the light, and again the darkness returns. If we want to attain the light again, we have to work again against our negative thoughts and again attain our faith in God, which is the oil. Otherwise, this light has got nothing on which to take hold. From our limited perspective, it seems that we gain the light and we lose the light. In a frustrating sort of way, we go up and down, going from dark to light to dark again. Each time, we feel that we've lost what we've gained. But this is the opposite of the truth. Each time, following some work in overcoming a negative thought, we receive some revelation of the truth of God's providence. This light that we receive is actually eternal, even though we as vessels are not cognizant of this fact. The truth is, it is we, the vessel, that turns away from the light, rather than the light which leaves. In actual fact, the light does not leave. As in spirituality, there's no function of exchange, but each state is an additional state to the one that preceded it. In the words of the Kabbalah, one penny and another penny add up to a large amount. Ultimately, these individual packets of light that we gain each time add up to the full sum of the revelation of God's goodness that will be manifest to all at the end of the Tikkun. Each time, it is necessary that from our consciousness we lose the light to enable us to work again 
and thus gain another revelation of God's goodness. Ultimately, will all be revealed to us at the end of the Tikkun. The main aspect of clarity that is called oil is our faith in God. This accords with our prevailing of our will to receive ourselves alone. Because it's our will to receive ourselves alone which brings all these contradictions to our rational mind and to brings us to such trials in our service of God. When we merit to overcome these thoughts, then we merit to receive the light of God that illuminates our souls. And at that moment, there's no longer any room for contradictions. This light of God that illuminates our soul is the light of Hanukkah, when we merit to see the true aspect of God's providence, that God only acts with the created beings from his goodness. And in this way, we need to explain what the sages have taught us regarding the Hanukkah candle. Mitzvatah the mitzvah of the Hanukkah candle is to light it from when the sun has set until the last foot has left the marketplace. Each term in this statement has an inner meaning that refers to our inner work of the service of God. The sun is designated as the light that illuminates. The Hebrew word foot, regel, is related to the word maraglim, meaning spies, in that the person spies out to see God's management with his creatures. It's just like the scripture said regarding the spies, and you shall spy out the land to see what it's like, and to see the land whether it is good or bad. The book of Numbers, chapter 15. The marketplace refers to the province of the many. This term refers to the many wills to receive oneself alone that are within us. There are no spies in the province of the One, the province of the Holy Blessed One alone, for He alone did, does and will do all the deeds. This is the province of the soul. And this is what the sages hinted at, that we need to bring the light of Hanukkah, such that the Creator's revealed providence will shine in the aspect of Hatov Vahametiv, he is good and does good, precisely in that time when the sun sinks. That is to say, precisely at the time when God's light is hidden from us. We need to light our Hanukkah candle. We need to bring together those three components until the last foot has left the marketplace, until the last of our spies has left us. In that time when the sun is hidden from us, when God's light is hidden from us, and until that last spy within us has left us, in that time we need to have faith. So that in that time the light of Hanukkah will shine. It is in this way that we need to explain the song Ma'uz Tzor. Yevanim nikbatsu alai, azai bimei hashmanim, upatsu chomot migdalai, the Greeks gathered themselves about me then in the times of the Hasmonean and breached the walls of my towers and defiled all the oils. A wall designates a defined area and my towers refers to the tower filled with all good. This is the goodness that God has stored up waiting for us to come to him. 
Our inner walls guard us from our foreign and negative thoughts, just as a physical wall around a city guards it from the strangers who would enter it to despoil it. In the same way, we need an inner wall that negative thoughts and unwanted desires shouldn't penetrate us. Our inner wall is built up of faith. It's through faith in God that a person can be saved from his negative thoughts. Then he has defined, protected area into which foreign thoughts cannot penetrate. This functions because faith is of a higher paradigm of consciousness than that of the ego, that functions through rationality and external logic, and has no connection to a person's soul consciousness, which is connected with God. In the story of Hanukkah, we learn that the Greeks wanted the people of Israel to conduct themselves only through external logic. This was their philosophy. But this external philosophy is the opposite of faith that is described as a wall. To the measure that the Greeks succeeded in bringing this philosophy to Israel, it is to that measure that they made a breach in the wall. This is what the verse says, They breached the walls of my towers. That means they breached the wall of faith that surrounds the tower filled with all good. But it is through the wall of faith that we merit to attain the open revealed providence that the Holy Blessed One does conduct the world in the aspect of his infinite goodness. It was with this breach that the Greeks defiled all the oils. They defiled all the clarity and life force that the Jews merited through faith, closing up the pathways of the soul, until the Jews self-sacrifice and heroism in fighting back. Then God made the Jews a miracle and helped them, and they gained the light of revelation, which is the light of God's face, and the candle, which was meant to burn for one day only, burnt for eight. May we too in this Hanukkah merit the light of the revelation of God's light in this aspect of he is good and does good in perfect faith. Your friend, Baruch Shalom Halevi Ashlag. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.